good i'm actually recording yep i am awesome i'm good to go uh so i just learned via twitter via one evan minto that my katawa shoujo review didn't go over too well with the people who really like to play dating simulators about disabled girls you actually did a review of yeah, Katawa Shoujo? I wrote about it for Otaku USA. So I just Googled Otaku USA forum, thinking maybe this was happening on the Otaku USA forums. And the first thing I found was the Katawa Shoujo forums, where uh, mostly people seem to take, uh, take issue with the fact that I called the game Melodrama. <laughs> and I was like, it is a game about a bunch of disabled people uh, who's only the only thing that overshadows the fact that they're disabled is how absurd their conditions are. The one girl who wants to be an artist and basically drops out of school to live in an artist's loft and live the dream of being a super famous artist, like she lives above a gallery like that. That's melodrama, guys. And melodrama isn't necessarily like a completely negative term. It's cool because it's still a dating sim. Yeah, I don't know. Well, most of, let's just I'm gonna put this out there. Dating sims, by and large, no, they're just all terrible. Yeah, I can't. There aren't any good ones. <laughs> the only way they would make a good one is if it was an ironic dating sim that you you know was intentionally terrible no, because they're all terrible. I'm sure you could make a good one. I don't think anybody who actually wants to make one probably could, <laughs> which is the <laughs> issue, like, isn't it? This is a, yeah, I don't know. Choose your own adventure books. They can be rough. Yeah. So choose your own adventure games. It can be rough as well. I don't know. It's man, like people ah, people are really unhappy with me being like, well, the trick to these games is just to treat these characters exactly how their very basic personality types suggest you should. Dave, there's one quote that I need to read to you okay. from this forum. It's on the first page. And it says, when you play with a jaded emotion, this is what you get. It's true. Unfortunately. I just hardened my heart. I just walled it off. I shoved my light, <laughs> the light of my heart under Did, a bushel. Why? Really? A jaded heart is why you can't like a J dating sim game? Uh, Whatever. <laughs> I think a firm grasp of reality is what makes it difficult to you like know, those games. They say you haven't made it until you piss somebody off. It's all right, Dave. It's... I still completely agree with you, and yeah, I haven't even played the game know. or read your review. <laughs> Thanks. Well, but that's just how I roll. Evan said he liked it, so what more do I need? He's got Evan my back. is a very rational person, so if you want to be popular with your audience, you need to write something Evan Minto hated. Yeah. Oh, well. But this is the Mass Effect 3 Super Spoilers cast. What? Gonna spoil the shit out of this game, so you better stop Sweet. listening now, because it's gonna get so spoiled. Yeah, it's still gonna get spoiled. I don't even know, could you spoil Mass Effect at this point for anybody? I feel like the internet's entire project for the past yeah, has month and a half has been to spoil Mass Effect. I've read some pretty thick Google Docs on the subject. <laughs> Oh, can we just start at the ending? Because that's where everybody seems to be up in yeah, a Yeah, that's what everybody wants anybody. Anyway. Paul Chapman, panties in a twist regarding the ending of Mass Effect. 
Well, he's just the most visible element in your sphere. I know. Okay. I know that there are people who are far worse I'll than tell him, you, but he's just the one who's the I visit of... the GameFAQs message board on a near daily basis while at work, and the people <laughs> on there are so mad. One of the one of the topics was we got to get more lawyers who play video games in here so they can tell us how what BioWare did was illegal. <laughs> and I just read that to Graziella and she probably just laughed for about 25 minutes. Because people are Read just, it again. People That's are just convinced part. that if you receive a video game with an unsatisfying ending, like that is that is false advertising, which is sort of a nebulous claim anyway. Like false advertising is a difficult thing to prove anyway. But yeah. to be like, I didn't get the ending I liked. That's false advertising. They should go to jail. <laughs> or at least suffer <laughs> Some really bad fines. Yeah. Well, no, it would be more like justification for a class action lawsuit yeah. in which there wouldn't be fines, but there would be a civil judgment in which all the people that played Mass Effect would, you know, get $10 or something. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, I want my $10 back. That didn't end how I wanted it to end. And, you know, yeah. it didn't end exactly how I wanted it to end either. But It didn't end sensically, but I don't really care. Yeah, well, see, the thing is... I got so much closure over the course of that game, and even up until like the last five minutes, I was feeling so high on that game that it had a pretty pretty bad five minutes, which is something I'm not happy about, but that doesn't just negate everything that I liked throughout the game. Because yeah. I had some like real, when, so, uh, oh, you were playing, so you were playing like a not the default save. Yeah. So was Morden alive, for example? I don't think so. Which one is Morgan? Morden, the Solarian scientist. Yeah, he's alive. Okay. He's uh he, he has to cure the genophage. Yeah. So when he dies, I was like silent salute, dude. <laughs> like the his closure was so good. There's this that scene where you like land on the Quarian homeworld with Tali and you give her like a rock. Because she's like, my people are used to carrying our homes with us. And you're like, here you go. Carry this. It's a rock from your home world. I, I was like, oh, shit. That is so charming. Oh, Shepard. And uh, straight up to the very end, when you get, you get done with your confrontation with the elusive man, which was not a boss fight, which I think people really, people didn't want boss fights at the end of Mass Effect. So, but nobody's giving him credit for that because the ending sucked. Um <laughs> So yeah, you have this. Well, it was like it was a dialogue. Yeah, tree, you have you know? a conversation fight essentially. Yeah. So you and Anderson are sitting down there, completely fucked, and Anderson's like, "I'm I'm proud of you, child." And I was like, "Single tear." And then he dies. Oh yeah, dude. And then uh, they call you up on the radio, and they're like, "What are you gonna? We need some help. Where get the fucking doors open, dude." And Shepard's like, "What do you need me to do?" <laughs> <laughs> and the voice actor was so good at that part. It was like, yeah, you are definitely dying, but you're still going to push through. And then they, I mean, of course they ruin it by having like an exposition baby waiting at the top of that elevator. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, when the never, Sentinels AI. Never ever the... put an exposition child in anything. <laughs> like it's never good. Yeah. When the Citadels, not Sentinels, when the Citadels AI was a little 
like Matrix baby. Yeah. I was like, oh, Man, and that you know just what? ruined everything. Even if it really was a really good explanation, if it was a Matrix baby yeah. delivering it, I would have been like, nah, this is kind of lame. Why does every AI have to be embodied in this game? I don't get it. Even the Prothean one looked like a Prothean. Yeah. Well, they had a Prothean VI in the first game, but it was all scrambled. So you couldn't really tell what it looked like, which I guess they probably had not decided what the Protheans looked like. Uh, but I just don't get yeah, The, I don't the know. thing about but, putting Edie in a body was... I thought that was really dumb. Oh, yeah, and then having Joker want to make out with her? I mean, what that, that was like... That was kind of happening in the second game already. He was like, well, thank God she's got a body now so I can bang her. But I just... I didn't see the point. Like, there are so many other squad members I would have rather had than Edie. And oh, yeah. Well, a, she was totally useless. As a consequence, I didn't use her. I just Oh, I, I went with old school. It's all about uh, Garrus and Liara. Everybody yeah, else that's exactly through. who I used. Also, playing a Vanguard, those are basically the two people you need. Because you, yes, need, you need, need Overload. You and you to be need... able to disable Geth, and I need you yeah. to be able to cast uh, Singularity, or, or, Singularity or Warp. Singularity, just to pick guys up so you can then charge and Biotic explode them. Exactly. And uh, warp to get rid of armor. And you can also biotic explode. Biotic explode. <laughs> I mean, you would just put warp on any of the uh, the brutes you would see and then explode them on impact. Yeah. I'd miss... You know what I wish would have happened? If you got a killing blow that was a, bi- was a biotic explosion, I wish you would have just torn your enemy asunder. <laughs> like, just completely... Like, his whole body disappears and it's just a head and four limbs flying into oblivion. Guys did blow up. But I don't remember the situations under which they did. You can take their heads off, and that makes that kind of gooey splurt yeah. sound. But I just feel like if I'm going to... I wanted to hit a brute and just have him go in a million directions. <laughs> just wanted to pop out of the middle of him. <laughs> how, can you imagine right how awesome that would have been, though? Of somebody. Like, the first time you did that, you would have been saving warp for the last hit on that brute every yeah. time. <laughs> like, you gotta, just completely got to hold on to my cooldowns. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I the overall story in Mass Effect did not tickle my fancy, but I am with Dave in that the uh the individual like character dialogue was definitely on point. Well, you when you you go do the Rachni thing and you meet Grunt and you're like we got to save this queen and you know Grunt you, this is like your third heroic sacrifice by this point. So you see Grunt fighting all those guys and you're like Oh, that's sad. He's going to die. And then it cuts away as if he died. And then it cuts and you're like, okay, we got to get out of here. And then a blood-covered grunt wanders up. He's like, I'm hungry. Burp. (laughs) And you're like, oh, that's exactly the sort of character moment grunt should have gotten. Yeah. I mean, it's. I guess that's maybe why the overall story was so lame and felt kind of really cobbled together at the end. Because they spent so much time making Shepard's personal interactions very well thought out yeah and realized well i think the i think the problem that people actually have with the ending is not that it's inconsistent that like last five minutes is that there wasn't an american graffiti style closer after the credits (laughs) like if they had it set up that like thanks to shepherd's encouragement Grunt went on to form the best power metal band this side of the Citadel. Yeah, like, oh, they have like the, yeah, where it like text, like text over a freeze frame. Yeah, I think that is 
even if people won't admit to it, I think that is the primary reason they are angry. Well, I hear people complaining about the fact that it's just a different cutscene at the end. Yeah. Like, or it's not a different cutscene, essentially. There's just different colored lights. But, I mean, they do set up a different meaning for it. Yeah. And now, granted, they didn't put a whole lot of work into that, but I... It's, uh, that is a little know, frustrating because you think when they, they're talking about how they have five or six hundred people working on this game for however many years, and it's like, you couldn't have banged out two different cutscenes over a weekend? Like, I don't think it would have taken that much work. But it also, I don't know. It, it just wasn't of any consequence to yeah, me. I didn't feel cheated much. by that. I felt cheated by this whole, oh, BTW, this whole game has been about synthetics versus organics, even though we didn't really make it about that ever. In a real sense, because it was always just everyone versus reverse. Yeah, well, I, including synthetics versus reverse. I think the, those hints are there, but you you would have to work pretty hard to argue that. Yeah, it was I mean, it, it was a subtext, enough. and they tried to make it the focal like, point of a there, trilogy there right in the last in, five minutes. I mean, there's stuff in Mass Effect Two where every time you get a new crew member on your spaceship, they're like, "Whoa, is that a real AI? Oh my god!" And then. You know, Joker has to release the restraints on Edie to make her fully functional. And you're like, ah, is she going to consume the whole galaxy or something? <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, I guess I get that. But, like, if that's really what they were going for, they needed to have more of the interactions that Shepard has about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's ultimately what Mass Effect is about. The best part of the game is Shepard's relationship with the crew members. And so I maybe anything would be unsatisfactory because you're trying to shift the focus off of that and onto something to sort of loop this whole greater plot together, which I don't even think they needed to do. If the whole game was just like blow up the Reavers or control them in the very end, kind of the dichotomy between the Alliance and uh, the Elusive Man, that would have been better. Yeah, I think that would have been completely fine. Because that's, that's, those are themes that you've been weaving into it throughout, like the the control of this sort of power that will either destroy humanity or consume it or just, you know, getting rid of that power altogether and saving the galaxy. Why not just make it that instead of this kind of weird... I don't know. I felt the same way at the end of uh, Deus Ex a little bit because they're just trying to pigeonhole you into these kind of three discrete options that are going to kind of make you reinterpret everything you've done throughout the course of the entire game. That just seems totally lame. Yeah. Well, you had this whole game to tell me this story, guys, and now you're flipping the script. And that's what you should be upset about, not the color of the flame washing over Earth yeah, in the very yeah, end. Yeah, you should really be upset about that. The stuff that they talk about is wasn't really there until fi- until the last five minutes of the video game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Like, you could, totally, you could totally have it be that the whole point of the Reapers is to preserve organic life. And, you know, there's there's some tiny bits of evidence in the earlier games to suggest that or at least you know the impression that i got and that other people got was that the reapers harvested people to perpetuate their species and it's not such a sharp turn to be like okay well they were doing that actually they were harvesting people to perpetuate the species they were harvesting so they didn't get wiped out but to do that in the very last five minutes and be like no actually it was this and then be like well, I mean, over. you could even you could just automatically explain everything about the Reapers, the Reavers in the last um, in the last five minutes. I'd be fine with that, but then making uh, their existence kind of or th- that explanation the crux 
of everything that's gone on before, eh, that's shoehorning it. Yeah. Also, it's, it's like, no, I just wanted to blow them up. Baby. I don't care about them. I also... I just don't. I don't... I don't really need closure after the credits. Like, I don't need to know what happens uh, after you control or destroy the Reapers because, like Conan said, that is a story for another day. Oh, totally. That would have been awesome if Mass Effect ended with Shepard sitting on a throne (laughs) with, like, a sniper rifle propped up next to him. Uh well, the thing is, people are a lot of people on the internet are complaining that the issue is that you pick this thing and then you see the same cutscene and you don't get to see your choice played out, or yeah, or more specifically, you don't get to see your choices of three whole games play out. But this whole game is making manifest the results of your choices, kind of to the point of error. <laughs> like there's this whole game is fan service. You land on every planet, and there are one to two people there that you met in a previous game that are there specifically to be like, oh, what's up? Remember when we did this thing together? Now I'm doing this. Yeah, that was the whole point with the the black guy in that uh, the Cerberus installation. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, it's just like, hey, remember that time? Yes, I do, Jacob. Well, now hang out in the hospital for the rest of the game where I will not care about you. You probably didn't see it because it's a DLC character, but there's a dude in that place who's the like this scientist from one of the DLCs, and the, the brief plot is that he had like an autistic brother that could understand the geth. So they put him through this to- these torturous experiments to try and figure out the geth language. And so he shows up there, and he is solely there to tell you what happened after that DLC, depending on whether you left his brother with him or took him out. Like, he has no other reason to be in that installation. So you can't say that they didn't, like, respect your choices because that's what the whole game was about. Like, to a comical extent. It's like, oh, man, this this group of Krogan scouts just happens to have Grunt in it. Yeah. Really? He's there? Of the millions of Krogan, he's here. Yeah, you. It's like, oh, I, sh- I showed up uh, at the the Sari Monastery at the same hour that Samara was there. So, and then she talks about uh, that was actually one thing that's. So, if you in the second game, if you decide to let Samara's daughter live instead of her, her daughter shows up as just a generic banshee at the end, which, which I think is kind of interesting, but also kind of shitty. Because I like when I was replaying Mass Effect Two, I was really agonizing over that choice. Because I was like, actually, I kind of want to let the daughter live because I think that would be a more interesting result in three. But turns out, no. It's just like, well, she's like a unique enemy. Same too with Legion. If you sell Legion to servers, he just shows up as like a robot towards the end that you have to kill. Uh, And there's a couple things like that. My my really. My biggest disappointment with regards to closure was the Rachni thing. Because I've been looking forward to that basically since the first game. I was like, whatever they do with this, it's going to be cool. And then you go on that Rachni side quest, and you let the queen live again. And then it's like, okay, well, you let the queen live. Here's 130 points for your war effort. And that's it. Yeah, it would have been nice if they gave you kind of like a Lord of the Rings style. This is what all these people did in the war effort. Yeah, well, it'd be nice if they they put a little more effort towards the cutscenes towards the end of the game. Because you really only see the races that you have to secure. Uh, 
like at the very end when they're doing all the cutscenes of Earth being invaded and stuff, like you see like one cutscene with one get dude, like a couple seconds of some Turians, but really it's just Asari, Krogan, and uh, or not Quarians, I meant. So really it's mostly just Asari, Turian, and Krogan. Yeah. Uh, during the actual cutscenes, because those are the races you had to have. But it would have been cool if, you know, you had some Rachni flying bug spaceship show up. <laughs> or, like, yeah, they show, like, some random world where the, the Rachni are purging the the Reaper forces. Yeah, it just... That would have been nice. It would have been neat, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not... I mean, it ultimately, that, yeah, it does kind of blow that all that stuff wasn't included. But I did get to bait banshees into getting vaporized by a uh, a reaper capital ship and that's all i ever wanted <laughs> i i actually i just really liked a lot of that stuff at the end too all that lead up like running up to the beam and getting blown up and then having to drag yourself into it yeah i that the last hour was pretty epic i mean and it didn't it doesn't the 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 cutscene wasn't nearly as epic as even the ending of Mass Effect 1 which is like the most epic video game ending in the history of ever. God, I still get chills thinking about how cool that was. I think people are also ignoring the fact that Mass Effect is always about your choices are always what happens in the interim and what happens at the beginning and the end of the game is always exactly the same with like tiny minuscule differences. Yeah. So like I don't think you could beat Mass Effect 1 without actually stopping. Yeah. Sovereign uh, always dies. Yeah. Like Saren always dies. The only choice you get at the end of Mass Effect 1 is what the state of the council is. The only choice you get in Mass Effect 2 is what happened to the Reaper base, which honestly like I couldn't even figure out what that meant in <laughs> Mass Effect 3 except that I think you get a little tiny bit more on your war effort cuz you have preserved that Reaper skeleton. The human skeleton. I think you get like some more points to your war effort. Well, that, that that whole war effort thing felt particularly pointless to me. Yeah, it, and frankly, I don't understand why um, people claim that Mass Effect was telling some bleak storyline. It seems like just outright victory. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, didn't didn't I guess it seem it was that bleak way to you? That like some people died and stuff was pretty shitty. Yeah, like, it's a story about war. I was expecting like. I, somebody said something about a Pyrrhic victory at one point, so I was expecting like you to have to decide to blow up the planet Earth, yeah, in order to save the rest of the galaxy. Well, this is something which I was prepared to do, <laughs> and I would have thought that was awesome. This is something my brother was talking about. It seems that depending on what your war effort score is, that synthesis option in the middle at the end of the game might not even be there, and if it's low enough, you get the choices to destroy or control the Reapers but you'll say lose Earth in the process. Or I think if it's high enough and you control the Reapers, the Mass Effect relays don't get blown up. So there are changes. They're just kind of... How could it be high? I ended with my war effort because I played multiplayer beforehand just to juice it at like 98%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were probably... I think high... I think 5,000 is the final cutoff for... But, but the Mass Effect relays got destroyed anyway. Well, it depends on depends on your choice. Uh, what did you? Oh, so maybe if I had chosen to control them, the Mass yeah, Effect relays wouldn't have been destroyed. I think that's the one where they don't get blown up. I think the only one where they don't get blown up is Synthesis. 
Yeah. If you choose, because I, I went and rewatched on YouTube one of the. I, I didn't realize I had picked the Renegade option because I chose to destroy, and apparently that was Renegade. Mm. Yeah, well, there was. Uh, there is some confusion with those things, though, because they, they have the control stuff lit up in blue, but it's the elusive man doing it. This all. there. I read a lot of some pretty thick documents, like as I was saying before, the Google Docs stuff about people convinced. Just drawing together evidence about why they think that the original ending was supposed to be that Shepard is indoctrinated and then maybe they ran out of time and had to finish it as a more traditional ending. There is that one really weird thing, if you've seen it, where at the end of the Destroy ending, the last scene is Shepard under a pile of rubble taking a deep breath. And it's... Oh no, that's in the Paragon one too. Oh, so But it's a pile of like stone. So, oh no, no, that is the renegade you one. You figure yeah, that that's it, it on zooms Earth, in on him, uh, which is a little weird. And they, why is that weird? Well, because you wouldn't be on Earth probably unless blowing up the thing, like the explosion, knocked you backwards through a teleporter and put you back down on Earth. Well, I don't think the. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. I thought that the um, the. The Citadel just blew up all the mass relays. It's It didn't necessarily explode itself. Yeah. Did that actually happen? No, I don't think the Citadel explodes, but the, the case they were making is the Citadel's made of metal, and that stone in that ending looks like the buildings on Earth. I don't know. It's speculation, so you can only take it so I just far. thought that it turned out um, he was a robot. Because they throw that in there at the very end, like, whether, like he, when he's talking about whether or not he's just an advanced... Yeah, uh, VI in a human yeah body well, because Cerberus I think that reconstructed was just sort him of like a weird joke because they they said I don't know I mean, the whole the whole science is absurd anyway at the beginning of the first game you're dead for two years and they bring you back and it's like ah oh, you're fine <laughs> so maybe you are a VI because as far as I know human bodies don't survive reentry to a planet anyway. <laughs> Uh, it was a Master Chief moment. I was just chalking it up to that. Maybe that planet had like really little atmosphere and low gravity, so you just sort of floated gradually down and then landed. I don't know on why nobody's like complaining about the fact that uh, Joker is furiously punching buttons while going through the the Mass Effect gateway. Yeah, it's like what would typing on those keyboards like do? He's just like saying faster yeah. every time. Like up, up, the ship up. just checks in every up, up, millisecond up, 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 to see faster, if you want to go faster. Faster than that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, even faster. It's like now, a, I gotta go faster. It's like a throttle, so you don't waste gas. You gotta... But he's like, he's like hitting all the buttons. I think he's just panicking. It's like also that was what that was supposed to be. It's like I can't run, so I'm just like... gonna hit all the buttons. <laughs> the uh, what the hell is he doing there anyway? How does he get to some planet with like green grass on it? And how did your squad members get back up on the Normandy? How come they weren't helping? Why didn't they get blown up when the? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean they were with me. Assaulting the, the I think Reaper I read base. something that said when you after you wake up from getting hit by the laser, you can look around and see your squad members on the ground. I didn't go back to check. Maybe that's actually they actually died. That's an alternate reality. Maybe there is like a little weird. There's some weirdness that they pretty explicitly say in the last DLC from Mass Effect Two that when you blow up a mass relay, it takes out the entire solar system. Yeah, wasn't that the whatever the, the whatever hegemony yeah. those guys? Yeah, the Batarians. Yeah, the Batarians are super pissed because you blew up the mass relays. Yeah, 
So to blow up all the ones in the galaxy, I think would probably accomplish the same effect of wiping out all. Uh, Although, are, were there any Mass Effect relays? Well, I guess there was the one near Earth. Well, were yeah, there any the, others in populated? I think there's one near every, in the same solar system as every major world. I like, feel like there's ones in the same galaxy, but maybe not the same solar system. Well, there's definitely ones in, like, like there's one sitting right next to the Asari homeworld, for example. I guess that's true. <laughs> Whatever, man. They were holding on to that VI forever. F the Asari. I thought that was one of the coolest reveals in the game. It's like when when you're uh there's some loathed kid at school who's like super popular and smart and then they finally get taken down a peg. It's like, "Oh, you weren't smart. You just had all the test answers from last year." <laughs> cuz it's pretty great cuz they they spend two whole games pretty much talking about how the Asari are like the greatest species in the galaxy and everybody wants to be them. And then it turns out it's not because of, like, any inherent virtue. It's just because they had a head start. I thought it's also because the Asari would just get down with anybody. Also, It's not that. about their technology. Well, that might be why that. everybody wants to be them. Or be with them. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what romantic option did you choose? I, I stuck with Garrus. <laughs> I forget who Liara shows up. The R is like, uh, I know that you were like into Garrus, and I was just wondering if you were like, maybe because some time has passed. I was like, get, get the fuck out of my face. Oh, no, man. I was all up on Liara. It's like, I want you to make love to my mind. <laughs> I did like it when she made her eyes all black. <laughs> I don't know if she does that <laughs> in the sex scene. That is hot. And terrifying. Embrace a, embrace the void. I forget what they say. Embrace eternity. All I know is there was an aura going on in the captain's chambers. And Pretty was, sure they could see that glow from under the door. That was cool at the end where you have that like psychic moment with her. Yeah. I liked a lot of that stuff. And I don't even really like Liara that much. I tend to find her pretty annoying. But I I like the part when she she's like, I'm gonna I'm chronicling all sentient life. Just so, and I'm going to spread these beacons all over the place just so if we get wiped out, somebody's going to have a chance the next time around. And she's like, what do you want me to say about you? I was like, oh, that's like a really cute scene. I did not particularly care for Jessica Chobot. Did you like even know that was her, the like famed video game journalist? No. The, the journalist woman you pick up whose voice acting is like noticeably worse than the rest of the cast. <laughs> she's like a video game journalist I don't know I don't know anything about video game journalism yeah oh you're probably better off not it's a pretty dire dire place <laughs> but uh yeah I just I didn't know it was her but I, I got that girl and I was like her voice acting is so bad <laughs> like and everybody else is on general pretty pretty good yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was hitting X through a lot of her dialogue because I didn't care about yeah, her. Yeah, well, she doesn't actually talk all that much anyway. I like there was there was a lot of actually pretty complicated things they did that didn't have a lot of uh, end result, but were cool in the moment. Like when you're going to save the Salarian counselor. Um, so if Thane's alive, Thane saves him. If Thane's dead, it's the Salarian captain. From the first game, the guy who's like, hold the line. Yeah. Uh, and if he's dead, 
then the Solarian Counselor just dies. So it's cool to see how many different permutations there are of this stuff. And I liked, I, I liked reading about that after I was done with the game, because obviously I only experienced it one way. But it does make me curious to go back and see it different ways. Because there's even stuff that goes on during the game. Like, uh, you meet up with Miranda towards the end, and you can save her life. Because she died in mine. But apparently if you give her a warning, she won't die. The counselor, or? Miranda. Oh, really? Like, towards the very end, yeah. You can, it's, if you, like, read emails in the proper order, you have to, before having spoken to her for the last time, you have to have read the email about Kai Lang, and so you can warn her about him, and then she won't die at that part. I'm trying to think if she did die or she didn't. I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, she definitely died in mine. She was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. I actually, that part was actually kind of bad because she's dying, and she's like talking to you, and her sister's like right next to her. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure you want to be talking to me? <laughs> Because your sister's right you there. You and, got an effed up family. Yeah. You can mend a lot of fences right now. <laughs> and then at the very, like, right before she dies, she's like, see you later, sister. Bleh. Yeah. And it, that was immediately after her father got killed. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Sister, dad just died, but I'm going to hang out with this guy for a little bit. Yeah. Just stay over there and be quiet. We're talking. Shut up. Why, why are you looking at me? Don't even look at me. Oh, I don't know you. Oh, God. I've only got seconds left to live. <laughs> With my dying breath, I just want you to know strangers are more important to me than you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this person for three and a half months. <laughs> we shared we exactly made the love. same DNA. Yeah. You're only the reason I came to this godforsaken rock. Because yeah, so I care about you, but not like that. that much. Uh, but I don't know, on the whole, I was so overwhelmingly satisfied about it. Oh, yeah, and when I look back at my game experience, well, other than that, like, this was a buggy mess, and it totally erased my save half, like, I was 20, when I, when I wrote you that message mm -hmm. about the game resetting me to level one, uh, that was 23 hours into the game. Yeah, basically at the end. Yeah. I went to because I I tried to go back and play because I I couldn't figure out what was going on like the um, the biotic charge tree was completely locked and I was like that's weird maybe that means I've got all of them <laughs> and this this thing is kind of strange because I didn't look at my character level mm -hmm. and so when I went to uh, whatever the refuge place was what was it called Haven yeah when I went there I took like one shot from a sniper and died and I was like what. And that's when I went back and checked my character sheet. And I was level one. And I was pissed. Yeah. I had some weirdness it, happen to me where I would load saves and be suddenly the default shepherd face. I'd be like, what? what? But reloading it always fixed it for me. Well, I didn't catch it soon enough. I had already saved over, you know, my one good save for the entire game because yeah. I wasn't doing those iterative saves where I have a million by the end of the game. Yeah, I was just doing it. The way I was doing it is every time I quit for the night, I just made a real save. So oh, that saved smart. me some grief. So when you were, did you resolve everything with the Quarian and the Geth? So you got both? No, I only had the Quarian. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know if even an imported save would be able to do it. 
Because like, what do you have to do to get the Geth on board? It's actually pretty complicated. Uh, well, because yeah, in my in the way my playthrough went, uh, the Quarians are attacking the Geth. You arrive. You save the Quarians. <laughs> they immediately throw themselves into the fight and are in a tactically impossible position. So if you choose the Geth, yeah. they'll wipe out the Quarians. Yeah, that's what happened to me the first time. I said because I I didn't really understand the consequences of what were ha what was happening. Because it's like, they won't be that stupid, right, to attack them. Like, we, we just need to call them and say, hey, we're all pals now. But no, so, no, no. so then it's like uploading the code, and Tali's like, don't, don't do that! And I'm like, what the fuck, whatever. Just <laughs> shut up! And then it's like, no, don't do this! And then all the Corrigans are dead, and Tali's like, sups, I'm going to go jump off this cliff. Bye! <laughs> I was Reload. Like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> That's because I yeah I didn't I did the mission. That was in so lame. Order. I almost wanted to let the Quarians die just for being such total assholes about it. Yeah. All you had to do was like so first, you try to blow up the destroyer with me on it. Thanks. Then after I successfully escaped from your death trap, which I was you know doing to save you anyway, you then attack again. And get yourselves into a impossible situation where you will all die unless I kill the entire like Geth race. Uh -huh. You guys are the biggest dicks ever. I'm totally leaving. Yeah. So to save both, it's stuff that goes all the way back to uh, Mass Effect Two. You have to have make sure that Tali was not exiled. Uh, killing the heretic Geth in two instead of reformatting them helps a lot. Uh, you have to broker an agreement between Tali and Legion when they have their little fight. Uh, and then in 3, you have to rescue that admiral who's on the planet. And you have to go walk through the Geth archives and see all that stuff. And they're worth like varying amounts of points, and you need a certain amount of points. And if you do, then you get a Renegade or Paragon option that says, Shut the fuck up! Stop fucking shooting at those robots! <laughs> like, are you that goddamn stupid? Like... <laughs> Especially when you no go No wonder through... these machines ran you off your own world. You guys are the worst tacticians ever. Uh, it's it's just crazy because it's like yeah, you guys never noticed that the Geth only attack you when you attack them first. It's been like 200 years of this shit. <laughs> and like that's basically what going through that Geth archive is about. It's like 20 minutes of walking through be like Geth never did shit to nobody. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, it's also crazy that the Quarians choose that, their timing is that bad. It's like, so you've got the Reapers trashing the known galaxy, and you guys are going to pick now to commit all your forces to one more doomed attempt to take back your homeworld. I hate you. If you work it out, it's kind of nice. The Geth come down and say, we're going to give you some hot deets on where you can set up a farming community. <laughs> Why would I would really just love to have primes walking around on a battlefield fighting with me? Yeah, those are definitely the scariest huge units in any of the races. <laughs> Banshees not that terrifying. Uh, Atlases whatever, but those dudes and their freaking three burst sniper rifle! Holy cow! I hate those banshees so much in multiplayer. The the suction that their instant kill melee has is unreal. <laughs> Like, I've had it get me when they're not even facing me yet. And uh, 
Yeah, they're not. Yeah, you just like, have to they're not, not even there. looking at me, and I'm like six feet away, and they blow me up. Yeah, basically, you can't be in melee range with him, which is like, well, that's great. I'm Vanguard, or well, melee infiltrator. To, Vanguard, it's rough, but if you never commit to the Nova, they won't catch you because if you just if you roll back after a biotic charge, you'll be out of range. But yeah, the Nova, it's so tempting. Yeah, God, I love Nova so much. I love it. I play whenever I play multiplayer and there's a Vanguard and we lose. I'm just like Vanguard wasn't doing his job. I need to learn how to play a Vanguard on Silver. It's like a different game. You, you got, just can't Nova. No, you gotta be. <laughs> you have to spec to be a lot more survivable. Yeah, you need way more points in uh, in fitness than yeah. anything else. Yeah, to, well, you, there's a th- there's a Nova option that makes it so it only drains half your shields, but only does half damage or sixty percent damage. And that one's like necess- essential. You have to spec for the AOE charge just so you knock more guys around so they don't immediately start blowing you up. Yeah, you Man. also, I mean, if you if you go all the way to the end of Nova, you can get that one where it won't reset the cooldown on Nova. So you can just do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Which really, if you pop two Novas in a row, everything around you died. Yeah. Man, I, I love that multiplayer so much. It's super good. Because what's great about it is it's it's horde mode, which is pretty fun anyway. Yeah. But now you have classes, so you you play it differently depending on yeah what class you are. It's completely different than say Gears of War, where the only real difference is like oh, I like using the shooty gun and I like using the pistol. Yeah. So you you can have a really different set of abilities on your team, some of which complete game changers. Like if you're playing an infiltrator and you have a cloak. That means you can generally do objectives uncontested. Uh, if somebody's down, you can run in and pick them up without guys killing you. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. That I mean, it, it still just kind of boils down to being like, yep, it's horde mode. And it's not like a particularly long horde mode. And I wish there were uh, more races in there. I don't really care about more maps. Like, there's like five maps and whatever. That's fine. But... uh I'd like to see a couple more guys. Like, they could just import the guys from Mass Effect 2. Just, like, get some of the enemies in from that, and that'd be fine. But it'd just be neat to see some different stuff in there. But Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that there'll be uh, some DLC at some point. Yeah. that's Well, my, my most hoped-for DLC is $10, and it splits the use button away from the run and take cover button. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Spacebar can still be run and just make the E key... Like, use or pick a guy up. So you're not like, all right, I'm going to pick you up. Oh, wait, no, I just took cover. All right, now I'm going to pick you up. I just vaulted over the cover I was hiding against. It's like, now, <laughs> oh, now I'm now being I'm shot. Dead. Now I'm dead. And now I'm dead. <laughs> that is the worst feeling in the world when you run over to, like, try to resurrect somebody and you just crouch next to them in front of some guy. It's like, well, okay, I guess this is happening. Yeah, that's it's so frustrating. And it's like every uh, third-person shooter works like that. Every game with cover. They always make the cover button like five other buttons as well. It's like, just split it up, man. Or at least make it something like, I don't know, just like the same as the reload button? Like, that would be way less frustrating. Oh, yeah. And yeah, less likely it... to screw up, because at least then, if, if your gun's full, you've got, you've got maybe a 50% less chance to push the wrong or to have the wrong effect happen because your gun's full most of the time. Yeah. Oh, I was playing some of the uh, 
the Gal Adept or whatever that guy is. Drell, yeah. The Drell. Yeah, Reeve is pretty awesome. Yeah, Drell Adept has one of the best setup of powers in the whole game. It's it's balanced by the fact that their shields are so terrible. Yeah, but the nice thing about Reeve is that it reduces damage like crazy. So once your shields are gone, you don't take any damage. But yeah, they have what? What do they have? Reeve and pull and cluster grenades? Yeah. Cluster grenades are really good. Like Well, the, they can set off the biotic explosion. Yeah. I don't really use pull at all because I feel like Reeve can't detonate. Maybe it can. I don't know. I think it does because I think that's well. What in I that was case, doing. I should have gotten way more pull. Uh, I think the pull I just, only works on one guy, right? Yeah, you can. I think you can upgrade it to hit more guys. But there, with every character, you got to pick like one tree to just sacrifice. Basically, the way it works is you. I think you can fill out every tree with nothing in one, or you get this like weird combination where you get like six or four trees full, and one tree has five, and one tree has three. That's how yeah. like the skill trees work out. So yeah, pull would probably be the one you only put three points in. Then I, I I don't know. Oh, God I, man. But yeah, it's oh man, the leveling up aspect is really fun. It's it's not so much the leveling up. Like I don't I don't care about like getting a level at the end of the night. But I like the level of character customization that leveling up provides. Like I'd be fine if everybody just had those sixty points or whatever to distribute from the start. But you can actually build your guys completely differently. And that's why I'm running around with a melee infiltrator. Yeah, that does seem like a lot of fun. I've been, I actually experimented with the infiltrator, but I went straight uh, sniper rifle. Oh, that's so much fun to play. Mm. The only problem with that is that the random loot in that makes it pretty hard on infiltrators specifically, I'd say, or people who want to use sniper rifles, because the game is just not friendly to having a one-shot sniper rifle in, like, a four-player game. <laughs> Especially when two of those people are playing vanguards and just blow up everything you're aiming at before you even get a chance to fire. Well, that's fine. I mean, because you're usually getting... I mean, you do get less XP for that, but if you complete a silver challenge, even if you didn't kill that many opponents, you're still getting mad XP. Well, everybody gets the same amount. It's just a matter of personal pride. Cause, well, no, but I mean, like, so what do those numbers mean at the end? Is that just a credit bonus? Well, it, it totals how much XP you personally contributed, but when it's tallied up, everybody gets the full value. Oh. So there's no well, difference. Who cares? Well, you want to feel like you're helping. You to I totally am. Every time. Even when there's a Vanguard. Because I'm, like, killing that trash. Yeah. <laughs> well, what... When I'm doing a Vanguard, it's usually like, please kill anything that has more than health. I mean, shields actually. Shields actually are pretty good for a Vanguard if it's just shields. Because that means the guy doesn't fly away when you hit him. And then it's just heavy melee right in his chops. But, yeah. like, the... I mean, I can, I can kill an Atlas or a Geth Prime by myself as a Vanguard. At least on Bronze. But it's basically just sitting there being like, charge, melee, Nova, run back a little, charge. And it, it gets a little hectic. And then especially with Banshees, like, you can do that, but it's playing with fire in the worst way. Yeah. But, like, I, man, I find, it, I find the gameplay, like, so satisfying. Like, I love the interplay between guns and powers that you're, you're swapping between, like, waiting. You're putting your power on cooldown and then you're hosing guys down with bullets until your power comes on cooldown again. 
it's just like a lot more fun than just playing Gears of War or Halo for an extended period of time, even though like, I mean, the only real problem I have with it is the cover system. Like getting stuck on things when you meant to use items or revive people is really frustrating. But other than that, I think it's really like clean. Yeah, and but fun. even that, I mean, that frustration is still fleeting. Man, some people get so mad about it, like Graziella. Well, <laughs> like, she can't her, handle it. Her and Ian, they're both like the most prone to getting like these intense, super brief bursts of frustration. <laughs> For just like three seconds, you're just like, okay, I'll just not talk to you for these three <laughs> yeah, seconds. Yeah, just cover. <laughs> just get down. <laughs> uh, like, because I get frustrated too, of course. Like when you're like, oh, I'm gonna pick you up. Nope, I'm on the cover and I'm dead. <laughs> but uh, I, I get frustrated. But I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's the game. No sense going crazy about things you can't change. But Grant's just like, <laughs> see, I contend that those people didn't play enough Nintendo. Yeah. Never got hit by birds while jumping over a pit in Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, it's just like, this is not frustrating. I will tell you about frustrating. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's it for Mass Effect. Yeah, good game. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Definitely looking forward to whatever else they're going to put out in relation to it. Yeah, well, uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm sure there's DLC coming down the pipe. But I feel like, even though the ending was kind of crappy like i got a pretty good sense of closure so i don't know we'll see what happens when dlc comes out but i'm not like craving for it because i feel like it just sort of ended in a good place and i feel all right about it yeah i got yeah i agree i got to see all my favorite people on all their different planets doing different stuff whatever that might be helping the war effort except for the rachni they just sort of fade into the background Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Rachni. Nobody likes them. Yeah. Well, Just because they're poisonous and they want to eat everything. It's jerks. Leaving poison acid fields. You melee them to death and then they melt your shields. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, I hate that. Hate it so well, what's much. What's even worse is the, the Ravagers, when the, <laughs> when the Reapers get a hold of those things, that is brutal. Yeah. Because they, they, their freaking distance shot is insane yeah, especially on silver like yeah one you, of those you, you have to prioritize them more you. than the banshee yeah because the banshee won't kill you they certainly will yeah you just you just basically you just have to keep moving away from the banshee you just have a, a tactical retreat where you start thinning out the pack while the banshee chases you yeah <sighs> all right you want to close it down word all right let us clap one two Three. Ah, I can't really cl- clap. I just got surgery done on my finger. So it's like, <laughs> I just have to like hit my palm like really lightly. The anemic clap. Yeah. Oh, well, it happens sometimes. Oh, but all right.